Hello, and welcome to the Meals with the Master podcast. Are you tired and fed up of the same old, same old religion? Do you know that Jesus himself is pursuing you? He knows you. He is in love with you. He wants an intimate and personal relationship with you, and he wants to spend time with you. We live in the land of plenty, yet we are starving. We are kept busy by every activity known to man, yet we are always craving more and more and never satisfied. That is because that hunger can only be satisfied in God alone. Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be satisfied. When you come to his table, you will discover he is able to do more than you can ask or imagine. He is able to save you, establish you, keep you from falling, present you without fault, and make all grace abound toward you. He is able to deliver you and protect you. And everything in this meal has been made available to you and me free of charge, paid for by the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. Talk about good news. Join us each week as we share real-life encounters with Jesus and chew on the Word of God one-on-one with our Savior. If you are hungry and thirsty to really know Him, or if you struggle with understanding the Bible, the greatest love letter of all, then this podcast is for you. No need to dress up, just come to the table just as you are and have a meal with the Master. Hello and welcome to the Meals with the Master podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have 15 to 20 minutes to just relax, maybe grab something good to eat, pull up to the table and spend some time with both me and the Lord. This week's message is entitled, My One and Only. Shortly after my divorce, I had moved into an apartment with my son. I was still traveling a little bit with work, but feeling a very strong pull to stay home more. And I began to search deeply for spiritual truths. I was searching in all the wrong places. I was looking into new age and spiritual remedies and how to find my purpose. And what I needed and didn't know I needed was just one encounter with my Savior. I had always been taught about the deity and sovereignty of God and his incredible power and dominion over all the world, but I had no idea he desired a personal relationship with me, nor could be that to me. After many months of heartache, trying to process my divorce, raise a baby while still working full-time, just trying to make sense out of everything, I became good friends with a neighbor of mine who was also in the process of going through a divorce. We shared our struggles and emotional ups and downs, and it brought us very close during that time. This man was very vocal about his relationship with Jesus. He would get on his knees every night and pray to him. This was so odd to me at that time, but the way he talked about his communication with God would play a powerful role in witnessing to me. One particular evening, I was emotionally hurt. I was crying out to God. A good friend of mine from college, who I stayed with in New York when I traveled up there, had given me a book called Conversations with God. It was by Neil Donald Walsh, and it had sat on my shelf all this time. It most definitely did not show the way to salvation through Jesus Christ. However, what God knew that I needed at that point in my searching was that he heard me, that he knew me, and that I mattered to him. 
You see, God can use anything to draw us to himself. If God can use a talking donkey in the Bible to speak to the prophet Balaam, he could use the back of this book to get my attention. Here is what it said. I have heard the crying of your heart. I have seen the searching of your soul. I know how deeply you desire the truth. In pain, you called out for it and in joy. Unendingly, you have beseeched me, show myself, explain myself, reveal myself. I'm doing so here in terms so plain you cannot misunderstand, in language so simple you cannot get confused, in vocabulary so common you cannot get lost in the verbiage. So go ahead now, ask me anything, anything. I will contrive to bring you the answer. The whole universe will I use to do this. So be on the lookout. This book is far from my only tool. You may ask a question, then put this book down. But watch, listen, the words to the next song you hear, the information in the next article you read, the storyline of the next movie you watch, the chance utterance of the next person you meet, or the whisper of the next river, the next ocean, the next breeze that caresses your ear. All of these devices are mine. All of these avenues are open to me. I will speak to you if you will listen. I will come to you if you will invite me. I will show you then that I have always been there, always. It was the first time that I felt his presence. It was like he had spoken directly to me and said exactly what I needed to hear that night. My spiritual eyes began to be open, but still no Jesus. I had so much to learn, and I wasn't saved at that point, but I was at least on the right path. I could have gotten swayed into all the New Age teachings or spiritual remedies, but God kept me. During this season, I needed to pick up a part-time job. After all, I was a single parent and giving all of my extra money to a nonprofit that I had just started. I could only work a few hours in the morning each day because I had to be at a local high school in the afternoon for the nonprofit. Insert God's grace. I just happened to be looking in the newspaper and there was an ad for a church secretary in my town. It had the perfect hours and good pay, so I went for an interview. Immediately, I connected with the pastor and his wife. It was definitely a divine connection. They hired me right away. I thought it was just a job, but we know that God had this planned all along. I instantly connected with the pastor and his wife. She invited me to their women's Bible study, which was so intimidating to my spiritually infant heart and mind at that time. Well, needless to say, I didn't go to the Bible study, but I did accept her gift of a leather-bound NIV study Bible, and I did start going to her house every Thursday for lunch to read the Bible together. This became a pivotal moment in my life. After reading the back of that book, I began to look for him in songs, on signs, all over the place. The eyes of my heart had been opened, and he was about to reveal himself to me for the first time in the Word of God. I used to love to sit at the piano and write songs, especially love songs. They were simple and sweet and were my own personal way of expressing my longings for true love. One song was entitled, My One and Only. I wrote it and played it at my brother's wedding rehearsal dinner and would occasionally sit down and sing it by myself in my house when I was having a bad day. This song meant a lot to me in ways that no one would have known but God himself. There was a deep, deep sorrow in my heart from my divorce, tremendous loneliness and guilt at times. And this song, for whatever reason, 
really helped me to grieve during that time. One morning, I was driving to work, and a billboard caught my attention. The advertisement for was a jeweler selling diamond engagement rings, and it said in huge letters, For your one and only. I remembered the back of that book, and I kind of giggled to myself in the car thinking, No way, this can't be God talking to me. And my first reading assignment with my pastor's wife was from John chapter 1. So later that same evening, I opened up and I began to read the Bible for the very first time. John chapter 1 verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. What? There it was. And it leapt off the page at me. I kept reading. John chapter 1 verse 18. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him known. There it was again. I kept on reading. Chapter 2, chapter 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. John 3.16. John 3.18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Wow. God then led me. To this verse in first John chapter 4 verse 9 this is how God showed his love among us he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him oh my gosh for the first time I realized it was Jesus it was him all along it was him I was searching for my entire life he was the one that I was writing these love songs for he was the lover of my soul he knew me and wanted me to know him it was a moment of intimacy I will never forget I could not believe that the God of the universe wanted me to know him and he knew me from that moment on my life would never be the same I became addicted to the word, reading every day like a person who had not had anything to drink for days and was given an ice cold pitcher of water. I couldn't get enough of it. If you've ever been around a brand new believer, it is so exciting. There is nothing more beautiful than seeing someone's heart begin to change toward Jesus. It's absolutely amazing. Since my new Bible was a study Bible, I would follow the notes at the bottom and the Lord would take me on these rabbit trails all throughout the scriptures. I became a treasure hunter obsessed with finding treasure. And the more I ate of the word, the hungrier I became. I had so many questions. I would ask new ones before he would even have a chance to answer the one before. I can almost see God giggling with joy at the childlike interrogation I was giving him. Ever been around a very excited and inquisitive child? They're kind of annoying, but they're so cute. That was me. You see, God is personal. He initiates the conversation with us. He knows you and he wants to be known. I couldn't wait to tell my pastor's wife of my experience with God. The next time we got together, I surrendered my heart to Jesus. I had a long way to go to really understand what my Savior had done for me, but I was now born again, a new creation in Christ Jesus. I received his forgiveness for my sins, and I asked him to come into my heart. I would get baptized at the church at 35 years old, and I would begin the greatest journey of my life, a journey to having a heart in love with the Master. H-I-M, him. 
For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Colossians 1, 16-17. Yet for us there is one God, the Father. All things are from him, and we exist for him. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ. All things are through him, and we exist through him. 1 Corinthians 8, verse 6. John chapter 1, back to good old John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus was there from the creation of this world. Jesus has always been there. He is not a part of creation, but rather the creator himself. Everything is created by him. Everything is sustained through him and everything exists for him. He's not just a historical figure who is a good man. He is God with us. God in the flesh who dwelt among us. He created you. He named you. He designed everything about you and he wants you to get to know him. While other world religions leave mankind believing that we must pursue God with good works or outstanding character to gain his favor and forgiveness, Christianity teaches the opposite. God pursues us. He pours out his love on us, not because we deserve it, but because he cherishes us and wants a relationship with us. Imagine God Almighty reached down from heaven and revealed his love to mankind through his son, Jesus Christ. By sending Jesus to pay our sin penalty through his death by crucifixion, God pursued the world with a love that knows no bounds. And as if that weren't enough, he also pursues us on an individual basis. Did you get that? He is personally pursuing you right now. He has been with you all along. Do you see him? This is our problem. He's there all around. We just don't see him. Sometimes he has to get our attention. One of the greatest things about our Western culture is our physical comfort. We live in one of the best nations of the world, enjoying our freedoms, our wealth, full of things to satisfy every desire known to man. Food is available right down the street at the grocery stores. Medicines, personal care products are a hop, skip, and a jump to our local drugstore. We come home to houses with beds and televisions, electricity, running water. We have every kind of recreational, educational, and vocational activity to keep us busy from morning to evening. And evening our spirit, even our spiritual activity caters to our constant desire for entertainment and worldly passions. Then life happens. A diagnosis, a tragedy, a financial hit, a natural disaster, a divorce, or one of many other things takes you by surprise, stops you in your tracks. When trials happen, no matter who you are or what you believe or don't believe, this is when we begin to ask questions and seek the greater meaning of life. Why are we here? Who is controlling the universe? Is there a God? Why would he allow such things to happen? Maybe you're going through something like this right now, or maybe your life is just pretty daggone good and you are just caught up in your pursuit of worldly success and passions and don't know anything different. A good friend of mine always says this, you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know either. I was intoxicated by the world, blind, lost, and literally the walking dead, and had absolutely no clue about this simple yet profound truth. It is all about Jesus. You see, I didn't need him. Life was pretty good until my divorce. I didn't know him. Why would I need to? He was all around me, yet I couldn't see him. In fact, he wasn't on my radar at all. 
Have you ever been looking in the refrigerator for something and you can't find it? And then someone in your family looks and says, you know, mom, it's right there in front of your face. (laughs) You literally were looking at it and didn't see it. On the way from my home to the Baltimore area, there are numerous satellite communications towers. My oldest brother is a satellite engineer and he'd been down for a visit and he was talking about these towers and the impact they have on bringing satellite communications to our area. I have driven that section of highway at least 200 times in all the years that I've lived where I live and never once had I noticed them. The next time I drove that trip, I could not believe how many of these towers there were, in fact, right in front of my face, and they were huge. I had never paid any attention to them until someone pointed it out to me, and I was looking for them. This is exactly what the Holy Spirit does. His job is to point you to Jesus, and my prayer is that your eyes will be open to see him like you have never seen him before. Colossians 1.15 says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. If you really want to know God, you must see Jesus. You must feel him. You must learn to trust him and his love for you, especially through the word of God. Not actually seeing a physical manifestation of him actually standing right in front of you, but his character his majesty, his perfection, his heart, his power, his sacrifice, his ways, his mercy, and his compassion, feeling his presence all around you and in you, and being in an honest and authentic daily relationship with him so you can know his heart. It is no coincidence that you are listening to this podcast right now. He is pursuing you. He's there. He's everywhere. He loves you, and he wants a personal relationship with you. Jesus was always there in my life. He's not just a part of my life or your life. He is my life. He is your life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Without him, you're the walking dead. Without him, you're an enemy of God. Without him, you are lost. You and I were created through him and for him, and we exist because of him. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you have a heart that is in love with the master? Or are you just going through the religious motions? Take some time today to talk with him and be honest. It is as easy as ABC. Admit you have sinned and ask for forgiveness. Believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for you and rose again. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord of your life. He is waiting with open arms. Connect with the church family. Pray that God will send someone to help walk alongside of you through the Bible and be blessed. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be sure to check out our online ministry, The King's Table, at www.eattheword.org, where you can connect with us on Facebook, check out our YouTube channel, and read our blog. Thanks again so much. Be blessed.